0: welcome to you wherever you are at whomever you're with we are so very glad that you are here with us uh, not only this weekend but on this very special day i uh, do want to wish uh, all of you dads happy father's day and uh, you know if you are out there and you are a dad uh, young dad old dad whatever your age is uh, we're just thrilled uh, to be able to be with you for a few moments this weekend i do want to ask you to pause with me And uh, wherever you're at, join me as we say a prayer and a blessing uh, over all of the the fathers uh, that are in our listening audience. Uh, God, we do want to thank you today uh, for fathers, uh, for dads that you have uh, given this precious gift, uh, called them into this very special role uh, in our lives. Lord, we want to just pray a blessing over all the dads uh, today, Uh, ask that you would strengthen them, Encourage their hearts. Uh, Lord, we know that uh, all of us who are fathers, uh, we've not been perfect. We've made our mistakes along the way. But we want to thank you, God, uh, that you're the kind of God who can turn uh, even our fails. uh, You can move us forward. You can turn them into good things. And so we just pray for for miracles uh, to come upon all of the dads today. And that uh, they would know in their hearts that uh, as they look to you, Uh, You're going to equip and empower them to be everything they need to be for their children. And, and Lord, we would just pray right now for those who've had a difficult uh, relationship with their dads, Uh, maybe the most uh, painful relationship in all of life. Uh, We would pray, Lord, that you would even come into the midst of that, uh, show them uh, that you're a heavenly father who is perfect, who is good, and who can, again, uh, even bring hope. Uh, to the hopeless, uh, bring healing uh, where there's pain and brokenness, and so Lord, uh, we bless the dads, we bless uh, uh, all those uh, who, um, who maybe have been toiled in this relationship, and we ask for your covering and your blessing, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, hey, well, uh, good to be with you today, uh, I got a special Father's Day message, I think uh, all you dads will be encouraged by it, and I think all of us We'll find uh, something to grab on to I do want to say before we jump into our teaching if you haven't yet discovered the U version Bible app. It's absolutely free. Uh, You can uh, find it by searching for uh, Bible.com or U version. Once you get it on your phone or your device lower right hand corner you'll find a drop down menu under events. Uh, Look for Arlington FM Church and there you will find a complete set of notes for this message. Uh, Also Uh, When you're in your podcast player, if you'd also search for Arlington FM Church, there you'll find all of our teaching content. Well, I remember uh, to this day, uh, over 40 years ago, when my wife called me, we were house-sitting for some folks. Uh, They were traveling to Europe on a buying trip for their retail business, and uh, we stayed in their large and lavish home uh, with their 12-year-old son. And uh, my wife and I were... uh, hanging out uh, I was hanging out with the 12 year old my wife was uh, at work and she called me and said hey I just uh heard from the doctor's office and I'm pregnant and uh, I remember after I hung up the phone I, I got down on the floor with my face in the carpet and I-, and I cried out to God and what I said was uh, Lord I- I'm not ready to be a father and uh I kind of heard in my heart this response from God. You're right, but you'll get ready. You know, I learned an important lesson there that becoming a dad is not only a very high calling, a very challenging one, but it's one that we figure out along the way. No one enters into fatherhood having all the answers and maybe not even having most of the answers. And, you know, becoming a dad is a process, it's a journey, and that really fits with the series that we're in. Uh, we're in a teaching series uh, called Own Your Journey, and uh, it really does uh, remind us that life itself is a journey, and so is our life of faith, our faith walk, and uh, as we'll focus on today, uh, so is becoming a good dad and a father to our children. doesn't happen overnight. Here are a couple of key truths we've established in this series that will help us in not only our journey through life, our journey of faith, but our journey in becoming the kind of dads that actually bless uh, our children. Uh, This one uh, truth stated by Irenaeus of Smyrna. Uh, He lived way back in uh, 130 A.D. He said the glory of God is man fully alive. Uh, God gets good credit when we live up to our potential. Uh, but the life of man is the vision of God and so God knows more than anyone what that great potential is that each of us have uh, as humans and 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 as dads you know king david we established he he tapped in to this pattern to this vision that God had for his life and here's what he said uh, psalm 139 god how precious to me are your thoughts if I were to try and count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Yeah, that's a lot of thoughts. That's a very comprehensive vision that God had uh, for David's life and has for our lives. And what we find is this, uh, that our greatest joy uh, is discovered as we become what God intends and designed us to be. And uh, so uh, here's another uh It's truth that we've established in this uh, series called Life is a Journey or uh, Own Your Journey. Everyone ends up somewhere. But how about this? How about ending up somewhere on purpose? How about deciding at least the direction uh, to be pursuing and uh, then moving towards that? You know, life becomes much better uh, when we uh, approach it with that sort of intentionality. Uh, Well, when you think about uh, becoming the people and becoming the fathers that God has in his heart, this comprehensive view of, of what that should be. Uh, sometimes it can be hard to bring that down to earth. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Uh, he brought the great and perfect and good will of God down to earth, right where we live. He lived it out so that we could uh, look at his example and say, oh, well, if I just pursue that, If I move toward that, and uh, here's what we're told uh, very early on in Jesus' growth as a human being uh, devoted to God. We're told in Luke chapter 2, verse 52 and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This uh, succinct description is the pinnacle of human wholeness. Jesus grew and he grew in wisdom. And he grew in stature, and he grew in favor with God and with man. Well, let's look at that first one. Jesus grew in wisdom. Uh, Jesus grew in wisdom. You know, the Bible uh, defines wisdom as a broad and a full intelligence, and it's uh, used of knowledge in a wide diversity of matters. Uh, Hear that again. Uh, The biblical view of wisdom is a broad and a full knowledge in very diverse matters. It goes on to describe wisdom in this way. It's the knowledge of all things human and divine, and it's acquired by experience. Hear that again. This kind of wisdom that Jesus grew in is a varied knowledge of all things human and divine, and it's gained by experience. Uh, the definition of this kind of wisdom includes the science of learning. It's applied. It's a day-to-day. It's every experience along the way being incorporated into this body of knowledge of how things work with people and with God. In fact, wisdom is actually the bringing together of those two realities. Uh, That's the biblical uh, uh, view of wisdom. It's a being aware of the nature of God, the will of God, the precepts of God, the character of God, the priorities of God, and being able to connect those with the realities of life. Uh, one other aspect of this description, uh, wisdom is the proper interaction with people uh, who are not believers in God. And it's a discretion and understanding It's speaking graciously and generously and dealing uh, in wisdom with people who may not grasp uh, God as you do. It's it's an amazing uh, reality that's being described about Jesus, is he learned how to do life in connection with God, and he learned how to do life well. I read a book recently, it's called God Nods, and it's the idea that uh, God is uh, actively involved in the details of our lives. And as we uh, bump into obstacles, as we uh, uh, walk into opportunities, uh, God is there with us saying, this is the way walk in it. And uh, wisdom is cluing in uh, to those nods from God, those hunches, those uh, little motivations that uh, seem to appear Out of nowhere, you know, uh, there's been a lot of work recently done understanding how our brains work. And uh, in particular, uh, that our our brain signals and communication tends to follow predictable pathways. And uh, we establish those as we go through life. Some of those pathways may be worry, uh, anxiety, fear, insecurity. And once we establish those neural roadmaps, It's hard to break out of them. Uh, Well, wisdom is teaching us different ways of responding. I don't have to worry about these things. I don't have to be afraid of that. Uh, I can approach this in an entirely different way. Uh, Someone uh, put it like this. The gaining of wisdom is learning to perceive and conceive and believe and achieve uh, the will of God. I hear that again. Wisdom is learning to perceive and then conceive or conceptualize and then actually believe that it's possible and then to live it out. And uh, that kind of wisdom, uh, it's an amazing uh, way to go through life. And it's the first observation made about Jesus on his journey is that he grew in wisdom. Uh, Proverbs seven says this, the fear of the Lord or the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It's where wisdom starts to take root in our lives. And it's not a, a, a fear of God that makes you run from him. It's a respect for God that makes you run to him. It's a realization uh, that God is awesome and comprehensive in his good will for our lives. And uh, so we, saw, we read that Jesus grew uh, from a boy to a man. He grew in wisdom. We're also told that Jesus grew in stature. And this would refer to Jesus' as how he approached the use of his physical body. You might say it like this: Jesus grew in caring for his body. You know, here's the truth: everybody has a body, and what you do with yours is entirely your call. God has entrusted to each one of us a physical body. Many uh, different traits that we have. In fact, every person is uniquely different. We all have our own set of uh, strengths and weaknesses to deal with. Uh, but really, uh, how you utilize your body is your call. Uh, I remember my before Christ days. I not so fondly referred to them as my crazy days. And uh, I, my body suffered a lot of abuse during those times. You know, we used to have a term when we were set out upon a a night of binge drinking and smoking, we would say we were getting wasted, and the reality is that's exactly what we were doing. We were wasting the physical bodies that God had entrusted to us. Uh, We couldn't have used a more accurate term. You see, you can ignore your body, you can worship your body, you can abuse your body, or you can use uh, and invest your body in good ways. That's exactly the idea uh, that Paul presents uh, now as followers of Christ in Romans. Uh, He says, uh, do not let any part of your bodies become tools or instruments of wickedness to be used for sinning, but instead give yourselves, your bodies completely to God, every part of you, for you uh, you are back from death. And you want to be tools in the hands of God to be used for his good purposes. Uh, see, we can, uh, we can serve God better when we take care of our bodies. When I uh, talk about wasting uh, the body that God entrusted to me, it's like taking a fine instrument, beating it against a curb, and then say, well, let's see, let's see how it sounds now. Well, it's every bit that way when we abuse and misuse our bodies instead of presenting them to God as instruments that would uh, play his song, that would glorify his goodness. And, and this really brings into uh, into the idea of uh, stewardship, uh, of utilizing well what we've been entrusted with. You know, uh, you may have heard this motto before, uh, food is fuel for your body. Uh, food is fuel for your body. And uh, growing up, I would have to say my motto in that regard was uh, sugar and fat is fuel for my body. And then as I progressed uh, through my adolescence and early adulthood, uh, I, that motto changed to beer is food. And uh, then as I grew into my 30s and 40s, it became coffee is food. And uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, what we put into our bodies really does uh, shape uh, us and how we're able to use our bodies for God's best intended purposes. You know, I think the best advice, uh, best health advice, uh, food is fuel advice I ever received was from my my youngest son. Uh, He said to me once, uh, Dad, if, if if you're reading the ingredients on something you're getting ready to eat, and you have to be a chemist to know what that is, don't eat it. You know, that little rule of thumb, it really stuck with me. And it, it changed the way I looked at food and the types of food I ate. If I couldn't understand what comprised it, what went into it, I didn't eat it. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesus uh, used wisdom and how he utilized his body. So Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. Thirdly, we're told that Jesus grew in favor with God. Uh, This is an amazing uh, way to approach life. Uh, Jesus grew up with the awareness of the immense value he had to God. Uh, Jesus grew up knowing that, uh, much like King David would say, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. Jesus lived in that reality. He knew that God looked upon him favorably. Uh, this also means that Jesus learned what pleased God, and he did those things. Uh, you know, a lot of us uh, have a concept of what, uh, what would make God happy if we actually did them. Well, Jesus followed through. Uh, he grew in favor with God, not only because he, he received the affection of God, but he walked in that affection. His number one goal and his priority was to bring pleasure to God, and he lived for that affirmation from God. Uh, you know, what a good thing it is uh, to uh, be in sync with our Creator. Uh, it, we're told as Jesus embarked upon his uh, earthly ministry Uh, right after he was baptized in water, it said when he came up out of the water, a voice actually spoke from heaven. And here's what it said. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And uh, how significant it was that Jesus would hear those words and all those assembled would hear those words before Jesus ever did anything in his public ministry. Uh, Before he ever healed the sick, uh, delivered those who were bound up, uh, spoke incredible uh, words of truth from God, uh, loved the sinners, loved his enemies, even to the very end, uh, he heard this affirmation from God. You have my favor. Before you do anything, you're my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, There's this great scene in John chapter 12. Jesus is getting uh, ready. He's stealing himself to get ready to face the cross. Uh, He knows that uh, it's near. The time of Passover was at hand. Jerusalem was filled with uh, worshipers and people from other countries had traveled on pilgrimage, coming to see and inquire about Christ. He knew that his time to be glorified, to go to the cross was at hand. And uh, as he prayed, This voice boomed from heaven yet again, and here's what it said, I have glorified you, and I will glorify you. And everyone gathered heard it, and Jesus had an interesting response to that affirmation, uh, that confidence that came from God. Uh, He didn't say, uh, God, thank you, I really needed to hear that. In fact, he said just the opposite. He said, this voice came, it wasn't for my benefit, it was for yours, and what he was saying is, I didn't need to be reminded of God's affirmation on my life. I live with it. I live with this confidence. Uh, much like Paul said in Romans, if God is for us, who can possibly be against us? And what can separate us from the love of God? Well, Jesus lived in that assurance. He lived with the favor of God. You know, last summer, I took my very first sabbatical ever after uh, 40 years almost in ministry and uh, one of my first uh, big deals I did on my sabbatical was traveled to southern Oregon, went to Crater Lake, hadn't really planned on this, but I had my bike uh, in my rig, and I decided uh, to take someone up on their uh, invitation to ride around the rim of Crater Lake, and uh, so I did. It would have been fine if it was a level ride, but the, the descents uh, seemed to go close to the gates of hell, and the ascents... The, the pinnacle of heaven and uh, I couldn't believe uh, the amount of vertical uh, I was going down and coming up and uh, by the mid-afternoon it was uh, beyond 90 degrees and I literally had thoughts on this ride that this may be it for Chuck Shockey this this may be where I meet my maker and uh, on one point in the ride I was going up a steep incline it, it was so steep that uh RVs that would pass me. You could hear them shifting down into their highest gear to try to keep making the ascent. And it went on as far as I could see. And uh, I truly was uh, ready to give up the ghost. And a pickup truck drove by me full of uh, frat guys in the back. And uh, as they saw my plight, one of them stood up, raised his arms, and he said, I believe in you. And I can't tell you how fortified I was by that declaration of confidence. And, uh, you know, uh, God wants you to live in that kind of favor, that kind of applause uh, that he's with you and he is for you. And uh, so Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor with God. And finally, we're told Jesus grew in favor with man. Uh, Jesus grew in his ability to get along with people. Jesus grew in his uh, relationship uh, acumen. Uh, He figured out uh, how it is that you love people that are unlovable. He figured out how you love children, how you love women, uh, people of the opposite sex, uh, how you love uh, people who disagree with you. Uh, Jesus grew in favor with God and in favor with men. Uh, You know, uh, my wife and I uh, discovered a Netflix series recently, and it's called Somebody Feed Phil. This guy has a great job. He travels all over the world eating. He'll go to uh, really exotic places, cities you want to go visit, and uh, he'll just eat. He goes to great restaurants, uh, has guides that take him to experience street food. And, uh, you know, uh, my wife and I, after watching one series where he was uh, in Madrid, Spain, after watching the series, I turned to my wife and I said, you know, I would travel there just to eat. And uh, it was that attractional. But the thing you really notice as you watch the show, somebody feed Phil, is this guy really likes people of all kinds. He'll go to different cultures where You can almost feel the barriers, the potential barriers in relationship. And before long, they're hugging, they're shaking hands, they're laughing together, they're smiling as they eat and uh, share life together. And uh, so the really cool thing is uh, this guy has learned to live in the favor of people. And uh, I think that God can teach us that. Uh, Certainly Jesus learned that. Along the way, he grew in favor with God and in favor with man. He grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. Uh, Well, you know, um, here's a a point that uh, on this Father's Day, uh, you may hear a message like this. Uh, Think about these standards that Christ lived out. And uh, you look at your own life and think, well, missed it on that one. haven't really grown in that kind of wisdom where I've learned uh, how to incorporate uh, the majesty of God into the normalcy of life Uh, haven't uh, really uh, taken care of my body in the ways that you described Uh, haven't learned to operate in that favor of God and certainly haven't learned those skills with people you know we can all uh, hear those uh, be faced with those standards and think well I come up short especially on a day like Father's Day when we uh, try to project what the ideal father looks like and lives like, uh, but here's the truth that I hope you'll catch uh, out of this passage: is that um, you know Jesus grew in these qualities. In fact, uh, one of the translations says uh, Jesus kept on increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and in favor with people. It was incremental. It was daily. It was experiential Uh, as Jesus went along the way in his journey. uh, He chose to lean in, uh, to listen for that voice of wisdom and to be open to God teaching him uh, how to grow along the way. And that's really the truth I want you to hear uh, today is we grow as we go. Uh, We grow as we go and uh, we open up uh, to the spirit of God who said, I will be with you. I'll come alongside you. I will say this is the way. Uh, Walk in it. And uh, really, it comes down to this challenge. Uh, Just being willing to start. uh, Just being willing to take that step in that direction. Uh, You know, um, the big difference for Jesus uh, as he grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and men is that he did it before anyone else had. It's why he was called the, the pioneer of our faith. Uh, Jesus uh, kind of broke the threshold, like breaking the four-minute mile barrier, and he did it for one reason, so that we could follow him. And we, uh, as we go through this life, uh, we could learn uh, how to do life uh, in communion with God, uh, how to access all the wisdom and knowledge an omnipotence and an all-knowing God, how we can access that and translate that into our relationships with people and our experience of life. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, we want to thank you today for the beauty of your heart and your design, your, uh, your aspirations for us as your people. I think of the prophet Jeremiah who said, speaking for God, I know the plans that I have for you, They're plans of good, not of evil. They're plans to give you a future and a hope. Lord, I would just pray uh, right now for anyone uh, hearing this message who might think, uh, you know, I've I've never really uh, seen Jesus as the author and the finisher of my faith. I've never followed him as my guide and as my pioneer, but uh, that makes sense. I want to open up to that, and I would encourage you, uh, right where you're at, from the authenticity of your own heart response uh, to God's truth. Uh, If that's your disposition, just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you came. I thank you that you did uh, pave the way. You showed me what real humanity looks like. Uh, Lord, I've caught a glimpse of that today, and I want to become that. I want to walk in that. I want to follow that. And and so, Lord, uh, thank you for not only uh, showing me the way, but for becoming the way. Uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, Jesus became poor so that we could be made rich. He emptied himself on the cross uh, to open up a way for us to connect with our eternal heavenly Father. And uh, we, do, we respond to that simply by opening our hearts to that gift. And so, Lord, as I choose to follow you, I receive uh, the gift of the cross, your forgiveness, your, your blood poured out so that I could be made clean. And uh, Lord, thank you. I don't know what it means that you became poor so I could be made rich, but I want to receive that and walk in that. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen.